Hey, what's going on, fam? Welcome back to A Moment of Bliss, a podcast series dedicated to horticulture, photography, travel, and how these passions intersect to help shape and nurture my physical, mental, and emotional spaces. Today's episode is going to be a bit different. Um, today, I want to focus on telling someone else's story, or rather, allowing them to tell their story and share their journey. So today, I'll be having my, my first ever guest on the show a good friend, a brother. I'm going to go ahead and let him introduce himself. Hey, everyone. Uh, my name is Kevin Cliff, but if you're on Instagram, I'm known there as the plant poppy. The, the plant poppy. Yep. Not not a plant poppy or one, but the. <laughs> you know, had to do it like an HBCU because, you know, it's not, you know, Howard University. It's the Howard University. <laughs> Right, right. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so today we're going to have Kevin Cliff on the show, a.k.a. The Plant Poppy. Yeah, check him out on Instagram. I make sure I plug that below. Um, but I thought today would be a good chance to allow someone else to share their perspective with plants. Um, I think having this podcast allows me to share voices that are not only my own and to share other people's journeys because everyone has a personal journey with plants, whether it's for healing, for growth, um, entertainment, education, whatever it may be. Um, everyone has a story to tell when they have plants in their home. And I think this is the perfect platform to allow those voices to be amplified and shared. Um, so what we're going to be doing today is kind of a Q&A uh, with Kevin and kind of allowing him to share his story, his perspective, um, have some laughs, you know, some discussions, and, and get an idea of what plants mean to him and how they shape everything around him now. Because I know once you, once you fall into plants, and Kev, let me know if I'm wrong, like once you, once you fall into plants, everything around you starts to revolve around plants as well. You see TV shows, movies, mm-hmm. just be out and about. Everything is always like, oh, look at that plant. Don't get me started on Moesha. There's a, there's a, <laughs> boy, there's a, started watching that again. There's a bird of paradise in every other scene. <laughs> but yeah, like everything, everything, you always, you start to point them out. And, you know, it's, it's a completely different shift um, in the mindset once you start caring for plants. And talking about caring for plants, I kind of want to talk about your journey with plants. So, I guess the first thing I want to ask you is what led you to start uh, taking care of plants and, and having plants in your home? You know, like when, I, when, when you were saying that before, it, at first I wanted to be like, oh, well, you know, COVID. Because honestly, like I know I'm not like one of these, uh, I'm not one of the plant OGs that were out here way before. You know, I feel like not necessarily a poser, but like a noob. You know, I'm just like a new person in the game. But when I really thought about it, it comes down to my mom. I know growing up, my mom always had not a lot of plants, but she always had a few plants around the house. And a mom, my mom has always been the more crafty person. And I think that's where I kind of get my DIY mm. spirit from. Like my mom was a type. She made the dresses for one of my cousin's weddings. She used to do all the, the cakes. You know, I'm, I'm Haitian. So you already know that cake got dry the next day. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, my mom was always super creative, and I realized one of her creative outlets was plants. It was never a lot. It was may- maybe just about two to three at any given time. And, unfortunately, I wish I could remember what they were so I can identify kind of, like, what they were. But I don't even remember. I just remember green shrub things being in our house <laughs> at some point. So. Looking at it at that, that was kind of where it began. And I know from my first apartment to, you know, having my first home with my wife, who I'm definitely going to say, uh, Dom, if you're listening, you already know I love you. So, <laughs> boy, I had to get the shout yeah, out. Yeah, you, you already I'm know. I'm mad at it. Yeah. And I'm mad at it. So, you know, when we're listening to this in the car, I'm going to be looking straight ahead and you're going to be looking at me like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so I've always wanted a plant wherever I've been. Uh, I know at my first apartment, it was a bonsai tree that, you know, I killed because I let it get way too much sunlight. I'd be like that sometimes. Like a, like an amateur. 
It hurts, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It hurts. Ugh. And the other part is, you know, my cat. I, I, I literally got a bonsai tree and a cat probably within like the same week. And my cat, Keanu, bit the mess out of this bonsai. <laughs> Didn't stand a uh, chance. And it's funny because now I think about it, I can remember all of my first plants. So that bonsai was probably the first plant I ever bought. And from there, I also got a cactus. But once again, amateur rookie mistake. I put it in the bathroom. Ooh, yeah. GGs. That that humidifier, the the gnats, the mold. Yeah. It, it was oh, just bad. It just, yeah. Oh man. But I mean, that was that was your intro. I, I I I was listening, and as you were speaking, I heard you say that you didn't want to say poser, but noob, right? Mm. And you and you you know openly admit that you aren't one of the OGs in terms of the plant community. And that's totally okay because at some point, those OGs weren't OGs. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, someone, like, you have to start somewhere, you know? Mm. And if it takes what's happening now, um, I know a lot of people, given um, quarantine and the shelter in place, have taken to plants and have taken to this, this, this new passion. Um, because they are at home, and I think that's totally okay. And and I appreciate that you kind of shifted from saying, like, the idea of being a poser to being new, because there's, I don't think, you can pose and have plants, because if you if you can't take care of them, like posing as if you take care of plants and taking care of plants are two different things, <laughs> because your plants will die if you just pose, you know, like you have to actively care for them you have to actively want to take care of them and that shows in your plants you know um unless unless you just got a lot of money and every time they die you go get a new one if you're doing that yo you got it i wish (laughs) i wish (laughs) but but yeah i I think that's always interesting um like the journey i I think like it has to start somewhere Mm -hmm. and i think that's the the biggest part um you learn from your plants your unfortunate plants in the beginning um, R.I.P. to the bonsai, R.I.P. <laughs> to the cactus. I R. can't R. tell you everything. I, I had that bonsai as well from episode one or was it episode two that I talked about. I think it was episode two when I was talking about it with with Stelly. Yeah, and then she yeah, t- yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know they when you're new to it, you you have to learn, and it's trial and error, and it's unfortunate because sometimes you really want to save a plant and and you just don't know how yet. You have to learn the ropes. Um, and and I like that you were able. To remember the time when, like, your mother had plants around, and how there's those small things that happen in the background that stick with you, and you don't realize it until it starts to like really hit you, like until you like, oh wow, now I'm in love with these plants as well, and now I remember my mother and why she always was taking care of them, and she always was watering them, and I just didn't understand, and now you're like, oh snap, like that's me now. Um, there's always those little things that are, are really interesting to see, um, progress. Honestly, man, I'm trying to figure out how my mom kept those plants alive because I know, I feel like my mom was an overwaterer, and because <laughs> I remember seeing her water them a lot, and I'm convinced that that is probably where my heavy hand comes from. It could be. But, it definitely yeah. could be. <laughs> but you know, man, like just overall, like the whole journey, ultimately, what got me back into plants now was, uh, like not necessarily COVID, but what COVID kind of did. Um, the, the wife, you know, she wanted a, one of her goals, well, kind of running it back with COVID as a whole. I knew if we were going to be in the house for X amount of time, knowing me and knowing my wife, I was like, we are going to need projects for us to stay sane. So for her, a big part of it was having a raised bed in the in the in our backyard, so she could start gardening. And me, I was like, "Yo, that is cool, right, right." And me, I was like, "Dang, what am I gonna do?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, I'm gonna make these raised beds, but I need something myself." So, you know, doing my work, I had having to transition from doing my job in the office space to doing it inside the house. I had like a blank wall behind me, and me. Being the, not the creative, I'd say, but the DIY person I am, I was like, I want something behind me. I want to look like a YouTuber. 
<laughs> I want to look you like know? a YouTuber. So funny thing is, uh, my father-in-law, he actually gave me this huge pot years ago. And I had a majesty palm in it once, but it died. And I was determined GGs. to try it again. So got a new majesty palm. I'm not going to get into that right now about what happened to the majesty <laughs> palm, but I got a majesty palm and it looks great. You know we're going to talk about that later. Oh, you already know. <laughs> but behind me, when I say like a scene behind me, I do a lot of Zoom meetings for my job. So I have a lot of people looking at me. I can't, you know, turn the screen off. So I was like, let me give them something to look at. So I had the majesty palm. I had this shelf behind me, a really great shelf that was in the house before. And I was like, I need something right here. And people were like, you should get a plant. I mean, I was like, maybe I should. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I hit up our good friend Josh. And I was like, dude, uh, what, should, what plant should I get? He was like, you should get a pothos, man. Just just put it right there or hang. I was like, all right, cool. I went to what, Oakdale. Oakdale, mm-hmm. yeah. I got my first proper... I will honestly say it's probably one of my most famous plants on my page for people that like me. <laughs> it is my neon pothos. That that boy is thriving. It started with that. And from there, after talking with your boy Bliss right here, it, <laughs> it, it, it went from that plant to another, to another, to another. And what started as me having a background turned to me finding Hilton, finding all these other black men and plants and i was like okay i want to jungle now <laughs> it, it it happens so fast like it's just like you get one and you get two and then you got 10 and then you're like i i can't keep up anymore um but no i the transition i i, I feel like when it, when plants come into people's lives they often come for one reason and they stay for another um so like how I would say that like for me plants was and still are like a, a place of healing and when I found myself like getting better and in healing I still wanted them around they went from a place of healing to just a place of comfort a place of um relaxation um a place of zen essentially where like now I don't necessarily like while while they do still help me heal when when times are tough, I more so love to have them around so that my my space feels more relaxing. Um, so that whenever I'm home, I feel comfortable. Given that we're home almost all the time, you know, it makes it makes being in the space so much better. Um, especially for my wife and I, like we we love every minute of it. You know, everywhere you look, there's always green, and now it's like shades of purple and you see cactus, and, and you know it's just every time you look somewhere, there's always something new, something new to look at because they're growing leaves and they're shifting. And, yep. You know, it's it's always an adventure when you it's have plants stagnant. in the home. Exactly, mm-hmm. like to be able to look around your home and always see it, like like plants are literally living in your home. So every time you look, there's something different happening. And I think for me, that's what that that's what really keeps them around. Not not necessarily saying that <laughs> oh if they didn't live, I'd get rid of them, but rather they provide a sense of wonder in the home while also being this place that I can always remember helped me heal. Like, it, it, it works twofold. And, and I think that's kind of the, the amazing thing. It's like, like how you said, like, it started off for you, like, you just needed a background for work. And, you know, you didn't you wanted to have, give them something to look at. And now it's just like, can you see yourself without them? Oh, definitely not. Like, <laughs> you see what I mean? Like, it. It's not just aesthetically pleasing to look at, but it's like multi-purposeful. It's like self-care and just purifying the air all in one. Exactly. And then exactly. It's, it's so many things that like, there's so many benefits to having the plants that you forget why you originally got them. Oh, I won't even say that you forget, but you realize that the reason you got them, it like having them is much larger than that one reason, you know. Um, and I think that kind of transitions into the the next thing I wanted to ask you. I wanted to, like, I know you've had plants for a bit now, and um, you've gotten more, and you've been taking care of them. You have your share of, like, ups and downs. And what I really wanted to know was how have plants helped you learn about yourself? Like, what have you learned about yourself through 
taking care of plants? I think anything. I like to think I'm a really self-aware person. But one thing I'll say is that plants have really made me think more on the mindfulness aspect of like being in the moment. And I know one thing I've struggled with for the majority of my life is, you know, my overall patience. Um, Me being impatient is one of the reasons I actually started, you know, growing my locks. And plants kind of just founded upon that, like just being with the plants and being eager, especially when I, because I love propagating. I think that's why I like plants easy to propagate because when you put that plant or you put the roots in the water, you're looking at it, you're just like, all right, you bigger yet? You bigger yet? <laughs> but I've actually learned to like kind of just like live and let go with it. So like I know when I give updates on the roots, I'm looking at it in surprise because I realize I just put this thing in some sunlight in a mason jar and some water. And weeks later, I'm like, wow, all this growth happened when I wasn't paying attention. And it's almost like because I wasn't so focused on every moment looking at it like, why aren't you doing this yet? Why aren't you doing mm-hmm. that? Same thing the other day, one of my pothos dried out. Mm. And I was just like, dang, this boy looks sad. I watered it, and I was kind of looking at it like, okay, you going to perk up yet? And then I was like, all right, let me, let me go do some other stuff. Three hours later, brand new happy boy am I? So, if anything, I feel like the main thing really taught me about myself is to continue that journey of patience. Sometimes it's amazing what happens when we stop focusing so much on it and just let things be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I said that's a really good point. I think, I think that's one of the biggest things I took away as well. Um, just the idea of allowing things to thrive alone. Um, also, like, in the sense of, like, allowing myself to thrive alone. Like, it's kind of like that idea of, like, I want everyone to see the growth. Like, see the growth. Like, I want you to, see, like, here it is. Like, every second of every minute, like, see the growth that's happening, whether it's with the plants or, like, with myself and things like that. When in reality, you see the biggest growth when you don't pay attention. Like, when you, when you just, like, just do or just let it be is where you start to really see uh, growth occur uh, and it's funny because literally just had to do that with my golden pothos the other day um, the the soil was dry it was time for some watering and there's a lot more sun in the new apartment so it dries out faster and so it was it was looking pretty sad and like I watered it uh, we went we went ended up like went through the day went to bed woke up the next morning and then I was like oh wow the leaves are all you know, perked up like I didn't think about it it was kind of like live and let be you know and I think I think that's that's something that's very important um, to take away, like from life in general, is just having that ability to live and let be. Um, like you nurture, you water, you take care of yourself, and you live and let be, and you let the growth happen naturally. You know, um, I think I think that's a really good thing to take away. Um, and it, and if, if if I continue this conversation and kind of move forward a bit, I know you know you work as <laughs> yes, I'm a licensed clinical social worker. Yeah, better known as a mental health therapist. Can't just say therapist because anytime I do, people are like, "Oh, you're a physical therapist." Like, uh, <laughs> occupational? Not nah, like no, no. Nah. I always point at my head like brain, mental health, that type of therapist. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and I think this is this is another reason why I was very interested uh to have this conversation because I I feel like in in the community, like especially like the plant community, it we're so open to talk talking about how, you know, having plants relates to our our mental health. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm I'm clearly not a mental therapist. Um, I, I I consider myself to be aware of what's happening to myself, but mm-hmm. I can't sit here and you know, uh, work with others. I don't I don't feel like I have. I clearly don't have the training for that, and I and I don't feel as though. I should be doing that. But what I do want to talk about, um, because it's so prevalent in the community to discuss our mental health and be open and honest about it and how uh, having plants and taking care of plants can make an impact, I wanted you from, you know, I wanted to hear it from an actual mental therapist. Uh, How do you feel about plants making an impact on those struggling with mental health or just looking to improve 
the quality of their life uh, and their and their mental health uh, through plants? Like, how do you see that playing a part? So for me, I view kind of like the plant parenthood and just taking care of plants as a great form of self care. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also see it as a way of like learning and all the different analogies and life lessons that we could learn from plants. Uh, I know, for instance, in my office, I literally have one of those boards you could get from Target that you could put the letters on, mm-hmm. and it says roots. And I have roots up there because I feel like when you get down to a problem or an issue, sometimes we're focused on what's seen or what's prevalent at the moment rather than viewing what's at the root of the problem. Mm. Much like with our plants where something is yellowing or we're seeing brown spots or leaves are falling off. You know, a lot of the time we have the assumption like, oh, I'm overwatering, underwatering, not getting enough sunlight. But then you have a lot of people that just tell you, take a look at the roots. Mm. The roots will let you know. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, it's kind of getting down to the root of an issue and understanding. We can know what's going on currently, but until we figure out what is causing all this, how can we go forward? So for me, I always say roots. It's all connected. I'm very big on helping people understand that an issue you have today is probably connected to something that may have happened earlier to you in your life or even just different experience you may have had. So definitely what I say is kind of even going back to the former question, like something I learned about myself. Um, for me, it is hard for me to cut off a leaf. Specifically... Mm. A monstera leaf. <laughs> a monstera leaf with a whole bunch of holes in it. You don't want to let it go. Exactly. Man, I had leaves yellowing, and I did not want to let it go. And it was in that moment when, you know, I got to shout out Jules, because Jules is the one that keeps calling me out. And as Jules from <laughs> uh, Grow, the plant shop in Charlotte. It's an amazing plant shop, mm-hmm. by the way. Anytime... I put up anything about having yellowing leaves. She's like, cut it off. And she's always saying, you want to cut it off because all the energy you're putting into, or all the energy their plant is putting into this yellow leaf to try to help it. If you cut it off, it could divert that energy and put it to forming new growth. And that made me think about, you know, my clients and people that I work with. Sometimes we have aspects of our life that we hold on to that are unhealthy for us. Mm. But, you know, they look good. They feel good. They make us feel good. Like, think about us like that toxic relationship, that Ooh, toxic friend, okay. you know, that um toxic significant other. Like, oh, yeah, you know, they look sexy. <laughs> they make <laughs> me feel good. <laughs> but ultimately, you know, they're not good for you. But you yeah. want to hold on to it because they make you feel good and they look good. But all that energy you put into it, once you let it go, now you have all this energy that you could divert back into yourself and feel better. Mm. So it's kind of like making those connections. Like I'm very big on helping people see those connections. And I think plants is actually helping me do that just through my office space itself. Okay. So mm-hmm. I think that's super dope, man. Um, I often see a lot of analogies um, of plants to people. And I, I do think plants and people are one and the same. Um, we both need to be nurtured, taken care of. Uh, like it's it's to the point where a lot of problems that we have internally, we are quick to be able to take care of it on a plant, but not on ourselves. Exactly. And you know, like I said, I'm not licensed, but I, I notice those things and I see those things and. I was always curious as to if it was just something that I was just, you know, uh, projecting onto the plant or if it was something that, that is tangible, that, that I think can really make a difference in how people take care of themselves by understanding, you know, the way they take care of plants. Like, I think, I think another question I kind of have is, like, do you think that, like, say, could you have someone take care of a plant to kind of help them with their own issues? Do you think that is something that is like that should be done or could be done? Oh, it definitely could be. Like, think about there's a program in certain prisons where they will give the prisoner a puppy, mm-hmm. and the the 
prisoner, you know, takes their the time and they actually, you know, nurture the puppy. They like help raise the puppy. And I think they do this to like kind of prepare the puppies for adoption. So it's like they they take that energy that they could be using elsewhere and they put it into nurturing. And I think that's kind of like the same aspect that we get from plants, like mm. that energy into training something and watching something grow, having a plant from when you first get it out the nursery or a shop and seeing it sprout a new leaf. Trust me, who doesn't love seeing a new leaf unfurl? Yeah, I think that's that's one of the best things. <laughs> that's one of the best things to seeing a new leaf come in. It, yeah. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, I, I appreciate that. I, I've always wondered... Um, because I, like I said, everyone heals differently. Everyone, you know, we all have different personal journeys. And I didn't know if it was just, you know, we just happen to be in the same boat in terms of healing through plants mm-hmm. and things like that. Or if it's something that has the ability to be almost universal in terms of, of helping people. Um, and I, and once again, I am 100% aware that, like, it, it won't be for everyone. I mean, there's no one thing that fits everything, you know. Um, but I was always interested in that aspect of plants being a part of the therapeutic process and, and helping others have realizations about themselves. Because I will say, like, taking care of plants, I've learned a lot about myself. Um, I started to take care of myself more. It's like I put all this energy and time into taking care of these plants and I watch them thrive. And then I don't take care of myself. And it's kind of like, well, you kind of got to, that energy like to yourself as well you have to also take a moment to say hey like all right i watered all the plants you know i'm making sure they're getting the sunlight i change the soil when i need to but am i making sure i get enough sunlight Mm -hmm. am i drinking enough water you know what i'm saying like it's kind of those things like there's so many ways to look at these plants and and start to make the connections and fill in the gaps as to where you're kind of failing yourself um, and I think mm-hmm. I think that's super powerful, and I I was very curious about how that can play into the therapeutic process. Because like it, it even reminds me of like seeing, because I've seen a lot of people say like you know like plants and like taking care of plants like is their therapy, mm-hmm. and you know for a lot of people I believe like it, it is like it's like I said before that that form of self care mm-hmm. like nurturing something and watching it grow and cultivate. I think the the only thing that kind of comes up for me is is that the only thing that mm. you're doing because mm. I know we feel good when things are going great with our plants but then you know when they die or they get a root rot or you know things and aren't going great changes mm-hmm. how does that affect us as well it's, it's almost like the concept I hear a lot of my clients say that they know their life is a little bit messy if like their room or car mm-hmm. is messy, but then when their room or car is in order, they know that they are more in order. So I always say like, if you are utilizing plants as a form of self care, great. If you are realizing that even after you're doing the self care that you still don't feel that great, don't be afraid to reach out or figure out what else you need to do. It's kind of like that. Cause I know not everyone wants to do therapy. I'm, I'm a firm believer that we all, to do therapy we all deserve that one person that we could yeah. talk to and not have to worry about a bias i think i think that's another good point um and i wasn't sure if i was going to touch on it but you definitely brought it up uh the idea that <laughs> you, you take the idea that like plants can be a form of therapy but it shouldn't be the only form of therapy mm-hmm. in a sense um if it helps you that that's amazing mm-hmm. and and definitely keep doing it but I believe you're absolutely correct in that if there is underlying issues regarding, you know, your self-help or your self-care and your mental health, um, that there should be other forms of therapy happening as well. I think that's a, a really good point, a very, very valid point. Um, and and I, get there was, I, I feel like there was a bit of a, a debate about that on Twitter. Uh, recently where um, they were mentioning that, you know, you get into plants and then you you say you're dealing in therapy, but then you won't go see a therapist. And while I am a firm believer that 
plants can be a form of therapy. I also understand that there are some instances where you have to go see someone. Firm, firm believer of that. But yeah, that was another thing I was thinking about. But I just, you know, I was like, ah, maybe he'll bring it up, <laughs> and then, and then, and then we'll get a you know a little glimpse of that. But it's almost like an outlet. Like what I try to tell people is that, you know, sometimes for people, therapy is just the outlet. So if your outlet is, you know, church, a pastor, your friends, mm-hmm. you know, if you feel as though when you do that, and you get it out. And you feel good. Great. But let's say you do all these things and you still feel like nothing is helping. Nothing is working. That's kind of like at the time where it's like, all right. But even for some people, it's the concept of some people don't want to go to their friends. Some people don't want to go to their church. Some people don't want to do these different activities, you know. So doing whatever you got to do. I always tell people it doesn't hurt to try out. No, I agree. Absolutely Mm -hmm. agree. Um, I I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, but I do I don't want to get too deep the whole time. Even though this conversation, this conversation is, is amazing, but there is definitely a, a conversation I want to have. Um, so I I want to jump down to some questions. I feel like I have to ask. Okay. Um, the first one being, what's your favorite plant? Mm. Man, that is a hard one. <laughs> but actually, funny thing is, it used to be fiddly figs. Okay, it no longer is. Um, why not? I can't say it without you having to make this uh podcast explicit. <laughs> um, <laughs> but oh okay. but no. Um, for me, the the fiddle, I loved it so much because I have an affinity for plants, uh, indigenous to like Africa and the Caribbean. But, you know, the fiddle is just so finicky is what they say. And I, it, it got to the, if you all follow me, you already know <laughs> my issue with the fiddle. But I have three. Um, well, I don't even know if I can even say have, but I, I, I gave up on one and I was like, hey, Dana, um, see what you can do with this one. Another one, I, I got a big one because mm-hmm. I wanted like a big plant got a tree and it did not like its location no matter where I put it so I decided to just put it um outside until it could get better but I have a baby fiddle that is doing amazing but despite that not my favorite plant I honestly don't know what my favorite plant may be I might I don't want to be basic and say monstera because that is everyone's favorite but I might have to yeah. say pothos, man. Like they, they, they chilling. They, I, I I love to see pothos mm-hmm. grow. I think it like, like I, I know you you just saw it um in the back mm-hmm. with the the pothos that's starting to wrap around the ladder, mm-hmm. and just seeing just seeing that happen, I think is is amazing. Yeah. I think pothos, the the characteristic of them, like the fact that you can like put them. I'm not gonna say anywhere because you put them somewhere with no light, mm-hmm. uh, it ain't gonna work out. But <laughs> Just being able to, you know, sit them there and watch them grow, and when the moment that they latch onto something, because, like, even when you look at the ladder, like we didn't wrap them, like we just sat, like we hung them there, and naturally they grew, and the vines started to wrap around the ladder. Mm-hmm. I thought that was so amazing. I think pothos are are beautiful plants. Yeah, you love them; um, they love you back. Exactly. Um. So. So I know you said the pothos might be your favorite, but what's up with that uh that that raven? Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> so hey, how you feeling about that one? <laughs> oh my gosh. So yes, you guys, I got a Raven ZZ from one of the Noir Oasis pop ups. And oh my gosh, I'm in love. <laughs> um, the the reason why is the long story short, I went to the Shades of Moss opening or the soft opening and I saw the Raven ZZs and I got there extra early because I was just super excited that a black man opened up a plant shop in Charlotte. So I got there super early. I was probably, no, I was the first person there outside of <laughs> Barry. <laughs> <laughs> and it was before he put his um, not for sale signs. And I was like, ooh, what's that? He was like, oh yeah, that's a Raven ZZ. And I was like, oh man, how much? He was like, oh. Not for sale. I was like, ah, 
<laughs> and I don't know. I, I think it was my inner sneakerhead that came out and was just like, oh, so there's plants out here that are before that moment. I did not know that plants were out here popping and rare. <laughs> so it's a whole community yeah. of like just rare plants. So yeah. when I learned that, I was like, I need one. Now, I don't trust Etsy and all these other places yet. I looked on eBay. I didn't trust it either because me, I'm like, I don't want to buy cutting. They're going to send you a picture of a ZZ. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So when I went to the pop up, I saw it. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" So, yeah, that that that, that was my first Grail plant acquisition. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good word for it, acquisition. Um, I mean, you 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 know mine. Uh, oh yeah, the Thai constellation, Stardust. Yeah, so that's my baby, Stardust. Um, I love that that plant to death. I remember first seeing the Thai constellation and was completely enamored by it um the the specs it it was just it was just beautiful i think it was it was it was one of the most beautiful plants i've ever seen it, and it sounds crazy because like there's so many plants out there that i haven't seen yet but seeing it i immediately connected with it i immediately had like to have it at some point in my life um and i think even having this one it it, it felt really good because of the characteristics of it. Um, mm. I, I tend to purchase plants that need a bit more love, um, plants that, that need a little bit more care. I can attest to that. Um, yeah, like I, I just, there's something about, you know, nursing it back to health that, that makes me feel good. And Self-care. Right, right. You're absolutely <laughs> right. And it's not this, like the, the, the Thai constellation isn't like hurting or anything, but the characteristics of it, all the leaves aren't perfect. Some of them are, Cut, you can see the little edges on them, and it was those characteristics that really, really uh, drew me to it. Not to mention, it was a Thai constellation. Like I had to have it, and and jewels. I swear, we talk about jewels so much. Cause I mean, grow, grow <laughs> is so dope. They always come through. Mm. Always come through. Um, yep. Jules had one, and it had, and it was just, it was just gorgeous. It was amazing, and it was maybe a few days ago, maybe like a week, a week prior to when I got Stardust that. She had one Thai constellation that she was showing on IG, and I wanted it so bad. And by the time I got to it, she's like, "Oh, sorry, it's already sold." And I was like, "Dang, I finally had a chance to get it, and I couldn't get it." <laughs> exactly. And and then like literally like you know it was like days later, I see it on IG again. Only one left. And I'm like, "Oh, one came in, but the story was already two hours old." So I was scared. I was like, "Dang, two hours passed." constellation i might not be able to get it again mm-hmm. i reached out and like she had no problem she's like yeah i still got it we set it up she came back to the store so i can get it it was absolutely amazing and i was so happy to have that plant man like you, you see stardust over there looking, mm-hmm. looking all cute but anyway <laughs> yeah i looking all dusty hey 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 watch your mouth watch your mouth don't that was that was a good play on words but don't be calling her dusty okay stardust is beautiful um, but no, yeah. This, so I think the Thai constellation is is one of my my favorite plants. Oh yeah. Um, but now I wanna I wanna turn to something that I know is gonna get you a little emotional, and I'm sorry in advance, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I need to know mm. your worst plant L. Mm. What plant just puts you through the ringer, or what what what's one thing that happened to your plants that was just like the worst of the worst? So. Like I'm gonna keep talking about fiddles, but you know I'm gonna just, <laughs> I'm gonna just tell you about two because I know. I, but I'll start off with the fiddle. So my big fiddle that I got, man, I don't even know where to start. I think you know fiddles drop leaves when you move their location because they like being where they are, and when you move them, they're just like, I'm gonna show you don't like it. <laughs> so I, I I was cool with that, but then it was like leaf after leaf after leaf and at first i was trying to be positive about it because my wife started her compost i was like oh now we just got food for the compost (laughs) but it was definitely uh the big fiddle one day we're sitting down eating dinner and i see a white spots on my fiddle Mm. and i was just like oh that's probably normal i was like i'll just i'll just wipe it off after after dinner and then I noticed the white spot was moving, oh, and no. then I yeah I go over oh, there and no. I see 
multiple white spots moving. I immediately take that boy outside, spray it down my hose, and then I realize it was mealybugs. Mm. That 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 was just the beginning of the inevitable. So, you know, I thought I got him down. You know, sprayed him down with water. Then I got some alcohol with a was a Q-tip. Mm-hmm. Got one of the nooks and crannies. Got all the small ones out. Good hour and a half of work. Then I sprayed it down with good old neem oil, aka the goat. <laughs> Bring it back inside and I leave it. A few days later, more leaves drop. And I have like a small vent in the area. So I was like, okay, maybe this is just a bad location. And moving it from that location to another, I saw the millie bugs were back. So, you know, I repeated the same process I did again. Took it outside, sprayed it down. Then more leaves dropped. The leaves continued to drop. First of all, it could be so many. There could be but so many leaves. But well, if I show so many leaves dropping on this, it stage. went from I'd say maybe this could be over exaggeration. Maybe like thirty leaves to like less than ten. Mm. Ooh, and that hurts. Yeah, and for me, I was just like, okay, I'm a, I'm gonna watch Hilton's video. <laughs> He's gonna tell Don't me what to do. Mm-hmm. And people, I put it put it on my Instagram. People were like, oh well, you just gotta do this. So I did. I, I put some notches in it, hoping to encourage some new growth. And then it happened. Guess what happened? What happened? Mealy bugs again. <laughs> oh them them things never went away. And for me, I'm not going to say where I got it from, but I just want to blame where I got it from because I was like, I don't have any mealy bugs in my house. I mean, that, that's a possibility. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you got you to gotta absolutely pay attention. What, like what you're purchasing from greenhouses and things like that because they're so large and they're they're essentially outdoors like you know and i get it like me like i know i should have caught it when i first saw because when i first saw the plant i saw the white spots and i asked the worker of the nursery what it was and she was like oh that's just spots from the fertilizer so i thought nothing of it mm-hmm. And the plant was isolated the entire time, so it wasn't near any other plants. So, I'm gonna be, you know, I'm gonna be honest. It sounded like they lied to you. If if it was isolated <laughs> and it had white spots, and he's like, "Oh, that's just that's just fertilizer." Mm-hmm. Why you had to isolate isolate it for fertilizer? Exactly. <laughs> so basically, you know, after a while, I was just like, "All right, I'm I'm keep working on it." So it was about three times I scavenged for mealy bugs. Mm-hmm. And the last time when this one leaf fell, I noticed a web. So, guys, not only did this fiddle have no, mealybugs, no. it has spider mites. No. So, a- after I saw that, I was just like, you know what? I, I named the the fiddle uh, Fig Bayless after Skip Bayless, you know, because <laughs> he does the most. So, exactly, because it's a fiddle. So, I put him outside, guys. And you know what? He's actually doing pretty good. Like, he, he's doing better outside, which I hear a lot of people say about their fills. So, that's, that is my worst plant L. That, that, yeah. I sound like, I sound like five L's in one. That is wow. <laughs> it was. Wow. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know. Wow. Um, Jeez. How yeah. do you follow that up? With the Majesty Palm. Oh. And guys, oh. now this one was just an amateur rookie mistake that I should have caught. Yeah, I, I hope you guys remember that big, beautiful pot I told you that my uh, father-in-law got me. I put my palm in it, right? When I say a palm, what what size would you say like palms normally come in? What, um, 14 inches? Something like that, yeah. The pot I had was maybe two times that size. And I took it out the nursery pot. I, I it didn't have any drainage holes, which was issue number one. So I took some charcoal from my grill, put it at the bottom because I looked it up on Google. Because you know the interwebs tells you everything right to do about plants. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I put a whole bunch of soil at the bottom, whole bunch of soil on the side, and I took it out the nursery pot and put it directly in there. And you know it did well for a couple months, like. The, Honestly, that is probably the longest I've ever had a Majesty Palm, like, live. But one day, I'm looking at it, and I see 
this whole leaf is brown. Like, the whole foliage is brown. And me, I'm like, why? Uh-oh. And I'm, I'll never forget when Dana told me about when he found root rot. When, what, your money tree? Yeah, yeah, it was in yeah. the money tree. I, he was like, you know, if you, if, you touch, if you touch the trunk and it's squishy. So I touched the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even say I touched the trunk and it was squishy. So I immediately FaceTimed Dana. I was like, Dana. Yeah, he was I going got through it. it. He was Yo. going through it. <laughs> and man, when I tell you, like, I thought I saved it. That that Majesty Palm's name was Queen Latifah. And Latifah was doing, I thought Latifah was doing great. I, it was like two trunks. One trunk was bad. The other one was okay. Mm-hmm. So I basically took out one trunk and put the trunk that was good. I did the good old peroxide trick. And then a few days later, my cat decides to jump into the majesty palm and all the leaves just like bend a 90 degree angle. Mm. And that's when I realized that root rot was all over. It was done. Just no saving it. Yeah. But you know, you guys, like, I would definitely say from that experience, I learned that, you know, Kyle, what we were talking about before, you know, you put all that energy into like trying to help a plant, and it feels great when they do good. Mm-hmm. But then I ain't go front; like I felt really bad. Yeah, but yeah. it was in that moment I had to put my therapist brain on, and I had to focus on all the positive things that were going on with my other plants. Yeah. So as many L's I've may have been taking with that fiddle and the palm, because this happened like a two week period. I was like, I had these leaves unfurling. I had my propagations popping. Like, <laughs> you know, it's all about perspective. No, it definitely, definitely is about perspective. Um, it's, it's funny because you, you see the majesty over there going through it. Um, <laughs> I, I think my majesty was one of my bigger L's as well. But mine was unfortunate. It was during the move. Um, we were trying to get it into the SUV. And get it over here and everything was good like it got in there it was fine and we get to the new place and we're taking all of them out and and he's just like yo uh this one ain't springing up i said springing up what you mean i was like oh dang so I, I, he brings it over and i'm looking and like i don't know what happened like it just snapped like the mm. the leaf snapped and my majesty was a single tall leaf and it just snapped. Like, we don't know what happened. I don't know if it hit a bump or what, but, like, it was literally just bent over, just, <laughs> just done. Big bump. It was sad. It was so sad, bro. <laughs> I was just looking. I was like, dang. But I, I checked the roots, and the roots still look good. So, like, maybe we can grow something new from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, just focus on that. So I was like, hey, this one's broke. I can't have it sitting here trying to put energy into it. So we just had to cut it. And Boom. now we're just hoping for the best for the rest of it. Um. I think that was one of the bigger ones. And then um, I'm in a constant battle. I think it's the the corn the corn tree. It's a Dracena, I believe. That thing is such a diva. <laughs> like can't be worse than the fiddle. I probably not. Nah, I, don't, you know what I mean, <laughs> it's 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 still thri- like it's, it's it's surviving. It's living good. It's just mm-hmm. when it doesn't get what it wants. Mm. It it starts acting up. Mm. It's like a terrible two year old. <laughs> but uh, I wouldn't like. I mean, in reality, I probably wouldn't call that one an L. Um, I would say the root rot that happened to my money tree. Mm. That that was an L. Um, that one hurt. And what hurts about it the most is that I made the mistake of not paying attention to the material that the pot was in or that the plant mm. was in, like. You know, the material of the pot. And when I had, like, I would say when I first got the money tree, it was maybe 14 inches, maybe. Um, And I left it in this nursery pot for a while, um, fertilized it, watered it, gave it everything it needed, plant food, and it thrived. I'm talking Mm -hmm. maybe double its size. It's around 28, 30 inches now. And it was doing, like, amazing. And it was growing so much that I was like, I'm going to have to repot this. I know the roots are going, mm-hmm. going wild. And so got these pots from Ikea. 
like a cute pot. It's like mm-hmm. this nice, like smoky gray, real modern, sleek line pot. Oh man, I think I got that pot too. But it's plastic. Yeah, I got that pot. Yeah, mm. and and so it it hold it like it doesn't like like when you have like terracotta pots and terracotta kind of takes in some of that moisture and you know. And then when it was in his nursery pot, its drainage was crazy large. So mm-hmm. when you watered it, it was draining the water, and I didn't have an issue. But when I put it in that pot and I watered it, I watered it like I normally would. And I didn't think about the fact that this pot doesn't have as much drainage. This pot is plastic. And it was so much water just in the pot that the roots just started rotting. And my mm-hmm. plant, like, the, the money tree went from being extremely perky and all the leaves just sitting up and it's growing and it just started drooping. And I was like, yo, what Why? is going on? Why? You were doing so, like, I was rooting for you. <laughs> we were all rooting for you. <laughs> and and I just, I couldn't, couldn't, like, fathom, like, what happened. And at the time, I wasn't fully aware of root rot and how it happens and Mm-hmm. And so I immediately went to the community. I said, yo, save me, y'all. Help me. Help me. <laughs> um, and I mean, I, I was able to save it, save it, and it's doing well now. It's growing new leaves. But I think that was my biggest L because I realized that I had to pay a lot more attention to what I was doing with my plants when it came mm-hmm. to repotting, when it came to choosing the pots, when it came to, you know, mm-hmm. all of those different aspects of having a plant. I was just like, oh, the, the leaves look good. It's fine. I can put it in any pot I want. But I didn't pay attention to, to the material of the pot and how I had to adjust yeah. like, watering and stuff like that. And I think that was my biggest L because I realized that sometimes I was being, like, really careless mm-hmm. with with my, uh, with my taking care of the plants. But we live and we learn. Yeah. No, I, it won't happen again. I, I honestly thought your worst L was going to be when Steli killed your plant. Oh, my God. Okay. See, <laughs> but that's not my L. That's her L. <laughs> You gotta hold that. <laughs> you gotta hold that L. When I came, them things was drowning. They were dr- oh my god, mud. <laughs> they were legit mud. But 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 I also understood that like she was trying to help me out, and mm-hmm. I wasn't there, and she was trying to make sure the plants had water. So I, I completely understand. It's not like <laughs> it's not like she's a gardener and she just came in there and just, I'm gonna drown them. Just didn't know, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, re- in reality, I didn't have them in the best spot for sunlight either. So they, yeah. they didn't get as much sun as they could have. Um, but you live and you learn. Yeah. Didn't do it again. And that's what we do with plants, man. We live and we learn. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I do want to get ready to start like wrapping this up. We've been going for a little minute. Yeah. This is a good conversation. It was a great yeah. conversation. But I think the last thing, because um, I'm always curious of others' perspectives, I want to get like, your general thoughts and feelings of like the plant community. Like I know we haven't we haven't been like we haven't been able to be around each other like as much. Like I think the Noir Oasis pop up was an amazing chance oh for gosh. the community to kinda of come together and, and mingle and meet each other and, you know, take it from just this uh internet interactions and social media interactions to actually being around each other and getting to know yes. each other. But I would love to like get your general thoughts and feelings about the plant community since, you know, you, you're fairly new, like, coming into, like, the community and stuff? So, for me, I know, depending on who's listening, we all have different thoughts and concepts as to what is considered the plant community. Mm-hmm. So, in two aspects I see, I see, of course, for lack of better words, Instagram, mm-hmm. and just people who love plants and are willing to talk about it. So, for, the only reason I started my plant account was because my wife actually, you know, has her own. And I remember she was telling me about how she was having issues with one of her uh, vegetables. And she just she didn't ask people in particular. She posted it and people commented it. And me, I was just like, wow. People who don't know you actually care that your garden, like, survives. Yeah. So me, I was just like, okay, well, I have issues with my plants. Let me ask them instead of just calling Dana all the time. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I did that as well, and it was just amazing to me to see how helpful and how people just want to see you and your plants win. Yeah. So that yeah. that's like what I love so much about the Instagram community, especially like seeing, and I talk about this all the time, 
seeing people that look like me enjoying the same thing. Yeah. And when I say look like me, that's big. Yeah. Not, not, not just our sisters, but seeing other black men in particular, that's that, that made waves for me. Mm -hmm. But outside of Instagram, seeing how helpful people are at like plant shops, like through, especially like berry with shades of moss, Mm -hmm. jewels will grow. Uh, even the people at Pike, oh my gosh! Yo, they are amazing. Yes, they like, are amazing. They're not out here trying to sell you a big fiddle that's gonna die. Like <laughs> they are trying to help you find plants for your space. They, it's, it doesn't feel like a sham. It just feels like I'm very big on authenticity. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the plant community as a whole is just authentic. Like they just want to see you win. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think. I think the community is, it's refreshing. Oh, say it again. Yeah, it's, it's extremely refreshing, man. Because, like, you you know, bro, like, my background, like, mm. creative background, being a photographer, like, being in that space has always been hyper-competitive. Mm. Like, everyone's going after the next client or, mm-hmm. you know, they're trying to make sure that they're booking their clients and things like that. And so... There's oftentimes where the the idea of collaboration or the idea of community sometimes can get lost, like, very easily. Um, like, there's always those pockets of photographers and creatives that are very open. Um, but what I, what I notice is that there are a lot, of, a lot of them that will wait until they make it to care mm-hmm. about talking to anyone else. Mm-hmm. And then even when they do make it, they give you just enough, like, just like, oh, here you go, like, get yeah. out of my face, here's the crumbs kind of thing. Um, it's always like, you know, dog eat dog in that space, or it, it's felt like that um, sometimes. And then, like, that transition to being in the, the plant community and and being around so many people that just are open and willing to help, mm-hmm. like, to get on Instagram stories and Instagram lives, like, and see people saying, yeah, like, I'll, yeah, you need a cutting, like, I can mm-hmm. give you a cutting, like, you know, don't worry. Um, or, oh, let me help you with this plant. Like, seeing, like, terracotta hotties, like, do so much, like, oh in terms gosh. of plant rehab. And you try to help me save the fiddle. Like, you know what I'm saying? But it's just, like, it, it just comes from a place, it comes from a place of, like, love. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just mm-hmm. love for the plant community, and I think that's been so refreshing to me, uh, to see people be so open and so willing to help mm-hmm. um, has been, like, game changing like i i immediately like just fell in love with the community and 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 i'll be totally honest and put it out there specifically the black plant community like everyone in it is just literally just trying to win like Mm -hmm. they can't wait for you to see like those show those new leaves come in show that propagation doing well like and that's been like extremely refreshing for me um like this sense of connectedness in this time of like separation yeah like i I feel and it was crazy is like with this, like, like the shelter in place and everything and, like, people being home, I've never felt as connected as I do now to, like, other people, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, the, the conversations that are happening, the, you know, like, the constant comments and DMs and the constant interaction that happens regarding the plants and just each other in general is, like, so, so good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think that's... That's my thoughts on the community, man. I just I just really hope that it stays like this, that it continues to grow and that everyone continues to be as open and and mm-hmm. as as mindful and caring as they are right now. You yeah. know? Um I think that's a beautiful thing and I think that's that's what helps the communities heal. Because then mm-hmm. it kind of can transcend because you're you, there's no one person that sits in just a single community. But when you can learn from one community and take it to another, that's where yep. the game changes. Like to learn to be open and to be willing to collaborate and willing to help and then taking that back to another community and showing like, hey, y'all, we can be open. Mm. We, we, we can share. Like, it's like a place of collaboration only helps all of us move forward. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and so I think that that's one of the most amazing things about the community and hopefully that can be spread from one community to another. Definitely agree, man. But yeah. Um, we've been going at it for a while. Yeah. Uh, I think it's finally time to wrap this up. Kev, I want to thank you so much for being on the show, man. Appreciate you coming through with your thoughts and 
and your your insight into because <laughs> like I said, it's always interesting to 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 hear someone else's perspective and to hear someone else's journey. And I think that's a big thing, and it's very important to hear other people's journeys so that you start to appreciate the things that happened in your journey and understand where you connect with others. Because there's gonna be someone who hears your story and it resonates with them. Who's gonna be like, dang. I remember my mom having those, like having plants everywhere too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, there's so many different facets of life that can connect. And when people have the platform to share their stories and share their voices, I think that's an amazing thing. Um, now, like, before we like close out, like, is there any other things you want to say? You want to shout out your page? You want go ahead, bro? <laughs> this is just time to shine. Well, you guys already know, um, it's not a plant poppy, but uh, the plant poppy. <laughs> But no, um, not nothing really. Just want to shout out, you know. I'm just here. I'm just here to spread the love. So definitely, I would say like, you know, if you have any questions, feel free to like hit me up. Already, people, some people already knew I was a therapist, so they've been doing it anyway, and <laughs> everyone's appreciated. But nah, man, it, it was a it was an honor to be the first guest. Of course, of course, man. You know, uh, I had to have you on here. Uh huh. Not just a guest, but the first guest. <laughs> <laughs> But now nah, I just hope everyone enjoyed the listen, and I, I will say I apologize for using all these people's names because if you're outside of Charlotte, you're probably like, who in the world is Barry? Look, Who's Jules? If you're outside of Charlotte <laughs> and you don't know those names, you should just look them up and come visit them in Charlotte. Oh, Amazing yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's been the show. Thank you all so much for tuning in. This has been a moment of bliss.